0: I do my meditation, but that's not all the time. But when I get those little moments, they they really do start my day off in a positive way. So my morning routine starts in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all
0: the answers,
1: but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts.
0: If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place.
1: We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans.
0: So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation.
1: I wanted to say thank you for listening to this podcast and being here. For our listeners, we're actually at a live event, so if this sounds a little weird or disjointed.
0: Haywine and and Shiners. Um, That's
1: why. Before we start, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was one of the reasons we love Columbus and we love being here and we're glad to share this with you tonight is because we can collaborate with the Columbus community. It's very open, welcoming, wonderful community. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out to everyone that's on this bag here. Um, actually, first, let me start with Kate, who's Taking a picture of me right now. Um, Kate is the official wine and fo- wine and shine photographer. Um she's with KHA Lifestyle Photography. She also has a really great food blog, Cookie to Explore. Anyone tonight that is interested in a session with her for pictures gets twenty-five percent off, so feel free to hook hit her up you and tell me
2: where you met me, otherwise I will not know if you I have a discount. Like
0: awesome. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: If you guys are
0: curious, you can check out um, our Instagram. Like, all of the photos on there are from her. And our website. She's awesome. Yeah. So, um, just a little bit about the peeps on this bag. So, obviously, Lit Life Yoga
1: is the place. This beautiful, beautiful studio that just is the most inspiring, beautifully aesthetic place ever. Um, Julie does her health coaching, so we've got Julie here. Harness, and actually, if you're interested in purchasing Harness magazine and reading more about women's stories, it's a great publication. It's for sale up at the front. Um, Or feel free to talk to Ashley, the founder, who started this really great organization. So, yeah. Hit her up. Um, we've also got lots of local boutiques. So we've got um, Shop Happy Go Lucky is in the short north, as is Jolie. Where's Jolie at? She's right yeah. there. If you have any questions about her really cute boutique, hit her up. Ask. She's in the front um, row. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's <laughs> right here. Um, we also have um, Wine on High coupons are in your bag. Also, um, obviously, we're the Wine and Shine podcast. Hello. <laughs> And um, 11th Candle Company, we just actually recently interviewed them. Yep. If you're looking at Mother's Day coming up soon, they sell candles, really great candles. And all of the proceeds, um, everything's made by people who have and victims of human trafficking, and they give them employment opportunities. It's a and
0: really, really amazing organization. Yeah. And all of their candles are, like, ethically sourced and made, like, soy candles. They also have some beeswax candles. And they make um, them here.
3: i volunteered with
2: them
0: for yeah. a while. Yeah. And work in their shop. Like, yeah. The women are amazing. It is. Yeah. It's so cool. I, that episode actually is coming out on Monday, but they offered 25% off for their candles, and I can't remember the code offhand, but check it out on it. I'm sure it'll be on Instagram. We'll post it on Instagram.
3: <laughs> um, and then we also have Small Talk. I don't know if to um, share them at all. They're like a female-owned business in Clintonville, a shop, and they have a lot of female-owned brands, clothing, candles. You guys should check them out. They're, they're really cute. You also have a $5 gift card in your bags from them. So, And also, the camper outside... Yes, 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 short and stout. Like, how cheers. cute is that place? Stout. Yeah. Cheers to short and stout.
1: Thank you. So the other thing that I want to say about this bag is that was um, I'm going to give a nod to my husband who designed it. Yeah. He's not, he's not here. Um, aesthetic design. He doesn't do much freelance stuff, but you can find him. I wanted to talk a little bit about this quote. Has anyone read Big Magic? Yes. For anyone that hasn't, it's literally um, so Elizabeth Gilbert, the wrote Eat, Pray, Love. It's her, and it's all about living a creative life, and, and it, she talks a lot about fear, um, and I think, have we all read it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it inspired a lot of what we're talking about tonight, and I wanted to just say that in what we're doing and the conversations we're having tonight, it's, it's not realistic to be fearless, mm-hmm. I don't think. Nope. Um, fear is a biological response that's meant to protect us when we take risks. Risks are not good or bad, they're just uncertain. Um, So it's a biological response, and you're never going to not have fear. But what you can do, and what she says in her book, which I've always loved, is that you can think of fear as, like, the backseat driver behind you. So it's not in the front with you, like, calling the shots, reaching over, just take the wheel. Like, that's not how fear should work. (laughs) Fear should be the driver of, you know, be kind of in the back of your mind as Something keeping you safe, but also you're the one in control. You're always in control of your yeah. fear. You're always able to say, I'm calling the shots of my own life and I'm going to take whatever risk I want to take. And I hear you and I thank you for protecting me and making sure I don't get eaten by like a saber-toothed tiger, <laughs> but... Taking it back to yeah. ancestral yeah. days. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to kind of start because we're, I think we're going to start a little bit with our own stories and who we are and some fears that we have. Just for anyone that's not, you know, we did a little bit of introduction in the beginning of our workshop here, but um, talk a little bit more about us and our fears. And also, you guys have all submitted questions, yeah. or live audience here, so we'll talk about yours too. Cool. Huh. So uh, the talkative one, hi. I'm Liz, the co-host of Wine and Chime Podcast. Um, a little bit about myself. I alluded to that I would talk about this in this section. So You're ready? So I know her so on. well. Like
0: her body language is like, yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. my fear. Yeah. Um, So I actually,
1: um, I went to school for music. I now work as a marketing consultant for credit unions, which are financial institutions. Um, I'm actually very passionate about it because I grew up in a very, um, like a single parent household and money was... Really tight to say the least. Um, so I'm very passionate about doing something that helps other people succeed financially because I think when we think about wellness, we think a lot about health or um, mental, mental wellness, emotional wellness. Um, I, I don't think people think about you know, the stress that money puts on all of us and how we can spend money mindfully. Um, So I actually, this is my harness your fear section. I'm looking to start financial coaching, which is if you're familiar with health coaching and how you can work with people, like a health coach, um, working with people to mindfully get control of their money and use their financial choices as power to achieve the life they want and to make a difference in the world. So that's what I'm transitioning to. It hasn't you're do- started it, you're yet. You're
0: going to do it. She's launching a blog, everybody.
1: I am launching a blog. You can go to lizgarster.com in, um, at the end of this weekend. When,
0: <laughs> when She's <I> go, still <laughs> harnessing the fear. still harnessing mm-hmm. the fear.
1: Um, so that's a little bit about me I'm and I am your coach. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we pointed at each other during yeah. the section. So
0: yeah. Um, and I'm Nina, and I know that I've said it a couple times, but I did. I am a choir director. I taught choir at Olin Small World. I was going to say, you should talk We to have her. another Olin Tanji teacher. teacher. She actually teaches at the school I was at for four years, and we just like <laughs> missed each other's paths. But um, I've been teaching for seven years, and my entire life, I mean, since I could talk I've, I've been singing, I've been playing piano, and all I ever wanted to do was teach and I or perform and so I went to school and I thought I was going to go for musical theater. Um, I ended up performing a lot in school, and then I went into teaching, I got my ed degree right out of college. I got my first job at Olin Tanji, which is a wonderful district. I've been there for seven years basically my story is that I've lived my life on the edge of anxiety for so long. So just like burning out my adrenals, not listening to my body, dealing with so many digestive issues and things from, I mean, since childhood, I can remember just feeling different than the people around me. Always stressed, always anxious. Um, and then it really wasn't until I got into my job at Tangi that the symptoms started to get worse. And a few years ago, I actually had what I call my big body breakdown, and I couldn't really control the anxiety anymore. Um, I, was, I lost my period for a while. My face was breaking out. Just all of these things started to happen that led me to the doctor's office, and I wasn't really finding answers there. And so I ended up going into holistic coaching um, and doing holistic health on my own. And it became such a huge passion for me. I saw how stress reduction and lifestyle and nutrition and gut health was really healing my body that I couldn't even hold it in anymore. Um, I decided to get my certificate. And that's why I have my health. I'm actually graduating in a few weeks. I'll have my health coaching certificate. But um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you don't need to clap. but (laughs) Um, But yeah. And so what was happening was I realized that my passion wasn't solely in music anymore. I mean, it's still there. I still have that. But I was, this other side was taking over, like the yoga and the meditation and the... Holistic nutrition. And I finally just bit the bullet and harnessed all my fear and decided that it was time to move on. Like, and I just said that I'm closing my chapter at Shanahan. I'm not, I'm not really closing my chapter as a musician or as a teacher. I'm still gonna do those things, I'm still teaching private, you know, lessons, but I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna start this coaching career and see where it goes because it's <laughs> such a strong passion for me. So Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of my story. And we all had talked about, you know, we wanted to do an event together and we were talking about topics. And we realized that all four of us had really harnessed our fear in the past, I mean, year or so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's where this event came about.
3: So I'm Ashley Rector. I am the founder of Harness Magazine. Um, I told you guys a little bit earlier what that was about, but I'll say it for the wine and shiner. So it's a digital and print publication that publishes articles, artwork, poetry from women all over the world. And I'm also a full-time attorney. So Harness is my side hustle. So I probably work 100 hours a week. It's my (laughs) passion project. And this really came about, I've, I've always been really passionate about writing and female empowerment. And about a year ago, I saw the political landscape changing. I felt like women's stories weren't being represented in the media. And I was hearing all these stories from my friends and I'm like, nobody's talking about these real issues that we're going through with friendship and love and heartbreak and motherhood and like postpartum depression and just these real like vulnerable stories. There was no outlet to to really like hear about those. And so I wanted to write a piece. And so I went on Google and I'm like, okay, well, like, where can I get published at? And there was nowhere I could be published as a writer because I didn't have any sample pieces, right? When you go to submit somewhere, they want you to be a professional writer. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Like anybody should be able to write. And so I just decided I'm going to start the platform and maybe it's just me and five friends who contribute. Maybe it's me and 500 friends who contribute. And honestly, that, that grew into something amazing. And now we've published over 700 articles with, like, women around the world. And um, that turned into a print issue. And it's kind of just, like, taken over my life. And so that's, that's kind of my story. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> Thanks. We both collaborated, too. Oh,
1: yeah. If anyone— yeah. If you want to hear more of either of their stories, they've both been on our podcast. Yes. So you can find oh, yeah. Yeah. That's more of um, And Kate. Yeah, so—
2: Well, we drink wine
0: the entire time you were cooking. I've also been
2: drinking with Torn as we were cooking earlier in the day, (laughs) so if everything went wrong that day, it's not pretty. But it's really realistic, and their (laughs) sound editors, by the way, rock. They made me sound like a normal human person, except for the one line that got left in, and if I am never famous for anything else, it would be that line. I was talking about (laughs) Wednesday night dinners. And how I'm convinced that I will build that type of people that just show up and eat. Yeah.
3: And he goes, well, isn't that awkward and weird? I was like, no, I'll
0: pour more alcohol on that problem. Let it solve itself. <laughs> that <laughs> line like,
3: yeah. stayed <laughs> like, in. So and I was like, oh, I was good until right now. I can well, this I mean, one. in
0: true fashion, we are the Wine and Shine podcast. Right, so, so alcohol is going to be making an appearance. But yeah. <laughs> Julie, what's your story? Okay.
2: Yeah. So hi, I'm Julie Wino. So now I am a full-time health coach, um, but that's recent. As of October 2nd of last year, it was my last job in my full-time job. I um, went to Boston College and I moved here for graduate school because I was always like really passionate about body image. Like I, I always struggled with my own body image and with my relationship to food and exercise, disordered eating, all that kind of stuff. And so I went to Ohio State to study, like what are these messages that are really you know, creating these awful thoughts in my head about my own body and food and all of that. Um, And I thought, I'm going to be a professor. I'm just going to, like, do the academic thing. I love school. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And then I got there, and I I love to read research. I just realized I hate doing research. So I was like, well, shit, because, like, all a professor does is research. <laughs> so I was like, that's not going to work. So I got my master's degree and was like, okay, well, what do I do now? I didn't, like, know health coaching was a thing. If dude asked me back in college, I, I had this vision in my head, like, I want to work with women who have struggled with these kind of same things that I have, um, but didn't want to go to med school and become, like, a psychiatrist. So I didn't know what that looked like. <laughs> Anyways, worked for public health for about two years, and then I felt stifled. It was like it worked. It was comfortable. I was a good, safe government job. Um, it was in communications, so it was like kind of what I kind of what I was, you know, getting my master's in. But um, just was really not happy from from nine to five every day. But what I loved was teaching yoga and teaching cycling, and that's where I felt like wow, I can share my message in, in this way and on my blog. And then I, I started seeing health coaches, and I was like, that's that's what I want to do. I'm like, wait a minute, that's like what I'm supposed to do. I need to do that. Um, and so I signed up for this training, and it was amazing. And earlier when we were saying, you know, you need to just tell somebody, it's really key And just like the little baby steps because I remember it was February of last year, and I was out to dinner with some of my fellow yoga friends. And for the first time, I told them, like, guys, I'm doing this health coach training like nobody knows yet, but I really want to quit my job by the end of the year. And my, my teacher and friend, Lara, was like, you just got to send energy there every day. Mm-hmm. Like, just think about it. Just talk about it. Just, like, throw yourself in somehow. And so I took that to heart. And I was like, holy crap, she's right. So I was in this training. I was listening to podcasts. I was, like, doing everything I could just to immerse myself in this world of coaching um, and health coaching and body image. And, and it was so exciting. And it was in June and July that I was like, oh, my gosh, this can going to happen. Um, and so I got my website together and kind of created my plan for what it would look like. And my parents were like, you're doing what? <laughs> <laughs> you went to the health department. It's a like, great job. Like, why are you leaving? But I knew, I knew I had to. And so, yeah, last October, I put my two weeks in and quit my job. And I've started my own business. And I am just, I love it. And it, it's not without, you know, it's, there's ebb and flow. And there's, there's some hardships. But it's like the greatest thing I've ever done. That I'm so grateful every day I talk to my clients. They're the coolest woman ever. So,
0: Julie is such an inspiration for me because she's already taken the steps. You know, you're already doing it, and I'm just getting started. But I have – I'm kind of hippy-dippy, like, if you don't know me well. Like, I'm a little hippy in some ways. And I really believe in energy, and it was just what you were talking about, Julie, in that, like – It's just, it's energy, it's a science. Like the energy you put out is going to come back to you. And so if you really believe that what you want to achieve is going to happen, like going back to that coaching sequence that we had, if you really believe that you're going to attain that thing that you wrote down, it will happen because that energy you're going to put towards it is going to attract positive things coming back towards you. But it's it's about a, mind sh- a mindset shift. If you are unsure or you're, you know, having negative self-talk and things like that, that's what's going to be coming back to you. And it takes practice, absolutely. But I've noticed through, just through personal experience that the more that I've worked on mindset and coming back to myself and really being in tune with the things that I want, the more I see that sort of energy come back to me. Yeah. It's been really helpful.
1: You guys gave us questions, which is really awesome. Yes. So we're just going to, I think it'd be best just to I, read through them and
0: answer would, Unless you say
1: no. You're like, no, no. no, no. I'm thinking I
0: want to get the people in the audience first. <laughs> oh, that's before right. Before we ask, Does anyone want to, like, live ask their who's question? Who's harnessing their fear tonight on the podcast? That's what needs to happen. Sam, I see you waving your Sam's card. Okay, like, Sam, yes. Okay, so,
1: hi. Um, my question is, with all of you having such different backgrounds, I'd really love to know what alignment in your life looks like for you each. Hmm.
3: Told you, I've been thinking about this one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So alignment, as in balance. A balance of being centered, really like how okay. to connect
0: with you. I well, I'll give a quick answer because I know I was just talking. But when, so for example, when Julie was doing the yoga sequence, I felt really aligned in my mind and my body, and I noticed when I was at school, I felt off. I felt like something was missing. And even though I might have been good at it and things were going well at school, something was missing and I would come to yoga or I would work with a client. I would get off a client call or I would get off a podcast session with Liz and everything felt right. It was this sort of like vertical, like mind, body, spirit thing. I can't describe it, but it was a feeling. And when I would get that feeling, I would just know. And Liz, you can attest to that. I would, after a podcast, I would just say, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just
3: a, it's a feeling to me. I'll go. Okay. So this is funny. So I actually do coaching as well. I hate to be like, and I'm a coach as well, but I did <laughs> I just launched it. So it's passion coaching, small business coaching and influencer coaching. But I think that you have to focus on what you're passionate about and you have to think about like, what does that look like for you? And it, it doesn't matter what it is. So like I'm passionate about writing and had I not decided to follow my passion because that felt good, Harness would have never been born, right? And so that's crazy because it's so many women have contributed and shared their story. So I think you have to start thinking about what you're passionate about. Get really clear on that. Mm -hmm. And then ask for alignment and balance. Like that's going to be different every day. So... Some days, like, I'm totally off and there is no balance and that's fine. And some days, like, I'm going to yoga at 6 a.m. and I'm eating well. And so I just think it, ebb, it ebbs and flows and you just have to be, like, I don't know, sympathetic it's, with yourself. It's unrealistic to believe that we're going to be in
0: balance all, yeah, all of the time. Yeah. But those moments where you are, listen to why you are. Like, figure out why you feel balanced at that time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would see it as like the big picture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and similar to these guys, like when I feel aligned, it's like, I mean, in health coaching, I feel so aligned and, and being able to health coach and teach yoga and cycling, like it's like my whole life, I feel like has led up to this. And similar to Nina, it's like this feeling I have, like, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's yeah. like, duh, because all my, my experiences of my life have kind of led up to this mm-hmm. and, and my own journey has led up to this. And so that's really kind of like, I feel it live in me but then I think about it as a big picture. So similar to what Ashley was saying, like yeah, every day we might not be like you know going to yoga or like meditating mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's 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 not the all or nothing, right? It's like the whole story of our lives. So it's, if this is something I'll talk about with my clients, it's like it's it's okay. Like if a day or a whole week or maybe two weeks, like you don't know, exercise or whatever, because that's two weeks out of your entire life. You know what I mean? Like, we step back and we look at it from, like, the big picture. That's much more helpful than, like, narrowing in and, like, micromanaging every single day, right? That's, like, stressful and overwhelming. So if we can kind of step back and see, like, overall is where I'm spending my time and my energy in alignment with how I want to live my life. So it doesn't have to be, like, every single day, every single hour. But overall, in general, am I sending my energy to the things that I'm, I'm passionate about and that, like, kind of light me up? So that's how I see it. It's not like all or nothing. It's kind of what's that middle ground.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, let's go to the cards for a little bit. Oh, Liz, you didn't answer. Well, if I'm
1: going to be frank, there's nothing that these (laughs) lovely ladies said that I, like, have anything profound to add on to. I love you so much. I mean, I'm just being very honest, like... Good answers all around. (laughs) I frankly, right now, I'm not doing a great job with balance, so I'm not a good person to answer your question. (laughs) You are harnessing the fear. I am. Mm
0: -hmm. I am. Do you want to go ahead and read Sure.
1: Let's read this first one. Okay. How do you master your fear without family support?
0: Are you looking at me? Oh.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just curious. Who wrote that question? Okay. So I, uh, Julie can probably answer this a little bit too. And hey mom, I know you're listening to this right now. <laughs> I'm going to put you on blast. My parents did not want me To quit my job. And I don't think any parents really do. And I actually, it's funny because I'm in the middle of writing a blog post right now that I compared fear to parents. And I said, you know, fear is a lot like parents because all parents want to do is keep you safe or family. They really do. It's all out of love. Like they just want to keep you safe. And so they look through, they look at life through a fear-based lens. And a lot of times I think like we don't have to, that is their life And that's their choices, but they don't have, that doesn't mean it has to be ours. And so what I did, and this was hard because I'm 100% Italian. If you're Italian in this room, you know how Italians are. They're very much like, you're making a mistake. (laughs) Your life is going to end. Why are you doing this? And finally, I just said, you know what? Maybe, maybe you're right. Like maybe this is a mistake and, you know, maybe I'll go back to teaching. But what I do know is that I have to do this for myself and they'll love you either way. So the day I quit my job, my dad specifically told me that I had made the biggest mistake. And I said, okay, thank you for that. I value your opinion. It took me a lot to say this because I understand where you're coming from, but I'm still going to do that. And I made that decision. And at this point, I now feel a sense of relief in that I know like it was just prolonging, like whatever you're thinking about, you're really just prolonging that action Until like something internally just finally snaps and you say, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to do it. So why not just do it now? Because your parents and your family, uh, they're not you. And they have really valuable opinions, but they're not always the best opinions for you. I'd
1: also say I feel like time heals all wounds. And I feel like when you take that leap, maybe in spite of what your family is saying, and over time they see you becoming a happier person. Yes they, because they love you, are going to come around. Um, And it's hard, I think, in the first, however long it takes for them to make that shift and be like, she's safe, she's okay, she's happy, she's doing well. Um, But I think, you know, eventually, when you start putting off that light because you're so happy and you're doing whatever you need to be doing to make you happy, they're going to see that and they're going to honor it.
0: And sometimes um, you teach them, too, like, you, you might have broadened your awareness a little bit, and the things that you're doing is going to help broaden their awareness as well.
3: So, I don't know if it's parents or a husband or a partner or kids.
0: It's mom, it's grandma, because it's like
2: my dream is to be able to do travel nursing, and the majority of them are like,
1: no,
0: don't leave me, and I'm like, go oh, back. <laughs>
2: Whatever I do, they want it to where it benefits them, and I'm trying to explain, like, what I do is going to benefit me and
3: not you. It has nothing to do with you, and they're just like, no. Nope. So maybe say, like, what's your fear to them? Like, "What you don't want me to leave. Like, I love you too. I know you love me, but, like, you know this is good for me. And I think it's just having... I mean, you you probably know what their fear is, but having that conversation out loud, I think, is very beneficial because... You can hear their point of view and they can hear yours and you can say, I acknowledge that and this'll make me happy because ultimately they just want you to be happy, right? So I
0: think for my grandma, her biggest fear is me leaving is the fact that because I am her power of attorney and I take care of all her
2: finances and she doesn't trust anybody else in the family to do it. Hey, you can still be her power of attorney yeah. in a different state. Mm-hmm. She's a lawyer, she knows.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah,
2: coming, was like you said, this <laughs> is really coming from like, education. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's see. When I decided I wanted to just get my master's, not my PhD, my parents were like, "What?" Like they loved the idea of a PhD, and then, and then uh, when I said I was going to quit my job at the health department, you know, a government safe job, they they were freaking out. Um, <laughs> had a lot of talks with me, and Julie. I just don't think this is a good idea, you know. And and yeah, like they want what's best for me. So I I totally I totally got it. I'm like I I I got it absolutely. But ultimately, I, like, I knew, like, I knew deep down, like, this is what I needed to do. Like, I, I just knew a hundred, there wasn't a doubt in my mind. And so I just knew I had to, I had to do it. And so I did. <laughs> and now that they've seen how great it's been, how happy I am, and then they're, they're totally on board. But sometimes it's like, even though they were telling me no, and I get why, but I had to listen to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because ultimately I wanted to live the life I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah. When you think back on it, I mean, it's your life. So you have to do what you want to do. You can't live for others. And that's hard. It's really, really hard. But in the, think about, I mean, who, whose life is this? And that's really what has helped me make the decision that I made. I have this question that I really like then because it's your because you used to ask it on like every episode I know this is one of my favorite questions so whoever wrote this I love you are there any daily or morning rituals you do to get yourself in a positive mindset for the day who wrote that I'm just curious yeah. She loves you. I love that question. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys do? Yeah.
2: Okay, so I'll start. So I I have a bit of a unique morning because Monday through Thursday I'm up at like 430 or 5 a.m. to teach a class, whether it's psychology or, or yoga. I love kombucha. It's like my saving grace. Mm. So I have a kombucha in the morning. I go teach. And so then my, my morning kind of starts after that. Um and I always get home and I I love I love breakfast. So I make a really jamming breakfast, and I, I enjoy it. And then I I use the, the app Headspace to meditate because I just like it. It's 10 minutes, and no matter if I'm like, oh, I'm tired or I should do this, I'm like, okay, Julie, this is 10 minutes. And I like the structure of it. So I use my Headspace app, and I meditate for 10 minutes, and I'll try and journal for even just like two or three or however long I want to. And that's how I try and start my day. and just kind of is a nice way to ground down and start and then... Progress, Mm -hmm. yeah.
3: So I don't start my day with a positive affirmation every day. Um, like, just just, be just real. to be real, because time is stretched for me. But what I do do is every Monday I have a big whiteboard in my office, and I put a quote up that's really inspirational for the week. And I find that when I'm getting bogged down with work and people are coming in, and they're complaining, and I have harness stuff to do after. Like I have this like beautiful quote up that I'm like, okay, like take a step back. Like this is inspiring. And so every Monday I look forward to Mondays because I go into work and I put a new quote up. And that's kind of my thing.
0: My morning routine is off and on, too, because sometimes I just wake up and I run to school and I don't do much. And I think that's the whole balance thing. Like, it's okay. But I do a lot of visualization. So if I have some time, I'll sit down, light my Palo Santo, put on some calming music, and then I just visualize the life that I want to live or I just sit in silence and see what comes to me. And I try to do that in the morning. On the weekends, I'm the same thing. Like, I make a bomb breakfast. (laughs) I do my meditation, but that's not all the time. But when I get those little moments, they they really do start my day off in a positive way.
1: So my morning routine starts in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a morning person. I'm like the least morning person you will ever meet. And um, I lived
0: with her for she, five years, four she years knows. in college.
1: So the problem that I, so I specifically, does anyone work from home here at all? Yeah, it's People are like, oh, my God, that's so great. And I'm like, it's really tough. (laughs) Um, Because what I'm prone to doing in the morning is waking up and immediately opening up my laptop and just like, what drama happened overnight? So um, what I actually do is make sure that the night before I've showered, I've set out clothes for the day, I've gotten, like, breakfast stuff organized. I have to do all that in advance so that in the morning it's all, like, ready and waiting for me to— just roll and go. Because if I don't, um, if I don't take that time to like mindfully do it the day before, I'm just going to do that whole laptop thing. So by me not rushing into work in the morning, that's my morning routine (laughs) is taking time to like just be a normal human and have breakfast. So sounds
0: that's so fun. (laughs) So you know what? We're actually at time, which I checked a little bit ago. I know we have a lot of questions on here, but we are at 9.30 and we definitely want to respect your guys' time. And thank you all for coming and joining us tonight. Thank you for having some wine with us, getting vulnerable with us, doing this podcast with us. We really, really appreciate it. This is just as much for us, I think, as it was for you guys. I mean, I know I was telling everybody this event could not have come at a more perfect time for me. And so I really hope that you guys found some value you in it and please feel free to stay and chat and um ask questions but that's all we have for you and whatever you want to do just do it
1: like baby steps baby steps that's my message you are a badass by jen's and Cheryl. oh
0: gosh you are a badass yes just saying the whole room was like already Jen. (laughs) (laughs) she's coming on our podcast she just doesn't know we're gonna get jen on the podcast she doesn't know (laughs) it yet Thank you all Thanks. so much. Have a great night. <laughs> Thanks, guys.